Uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine shipping. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, he's the color analyst for the Cal broadcast. We welcome him back to the big show. He is Mike Pulaski. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Hey, we are doing terrific. Excited to do a little preview of the Utes and the Bears. And, it, you know, you, you just look at what they've done this year, and you can tell, Mike, it's been a uh, kind of a two-story season. They get that 4-0 start, and then the last three games have not gone as well. Can it simply be boiled down to the quarterback injury, or is there other stuff going on? Well, that's a huge part of it. Um, you know, Chase Garbers had really just hit his stride at quarterback. I think for a while he was kind of playing tight, thinking, you know, when you have a defensive head coach and you're a quarterback sometimes, you think, you know, don't turn it over, don't turn it over. And so you can't really open up your game. Well, I think he had just gotten through that mentality, and he played great versus Ole Miss. I mean, really good. And as a former quarterback myself, it was fantastic to see him play that way. And then he came back versus Arizona State, and he started off, his numbers were 9 for 12, but really two of those, if the – receivers weren't wearing pads it would have pierced their heart they just dropped them and then the last one was a contested fade ball so really if if that contested fade ball is caught and the other two balls which should have been caught he would have been 12 for 12 before he goes down with the injury so he had just started playing it just extremely well and so that's a huge part of it anytime you know you lose your quarterback at that point it's trouble but they've also had a ton of injuries uh, on the offensive line especially, they lost two guys before the season ever started. And then they lost two more during the season. So at times during the season, they've been playing with four backups on the offensive line. And then uh, they also lost a receiver. They've had some other guys go down. They've had injuries on defense. And so the injury bug has really hit the Bears hard this year. Yeah, it has. And I recall watching that game against the Sun Devils, and it seems like their season crumbled right at the feet of Herm Edwards because that's where Garbers went down, and and uh, Herm immediately signaled to the training staff to get over because he knew what happened. Monster comes in. They have a drive to where it was, was it 14 plays? But it was all runs. And then the Devils decided, hey, we're just going to put everybody up in the line of scrimmage and in the box and – I'm surprised. My point is, though, I'm surprised that the offense hasn't improved since Monster took over midway through. Because I think it was was it late first half that that Chase went down. Yeah, late first half that, was right before halftime. Yeah, right. And so I would it's, even with I mean, the injuries, against, I would think there'd be some form of improvement. Well, you know, you'd hope so. The the part of the problem is that when you're offensive line is injured you end up without protection you're, you're unable to run the football and so if you can't run the football and teams can really hone in on the pass like you said her put everybody up on the line of scrimmage and that was it and so if your bears can't run it they also can't throw it it makes it hard for the offense one of the toughest things to do in football and i think i've talked to you guys about this before i have um a training instructional site uh, online called eliteathletestv.com where we work with the greatest coaches from the greatest sports around the world, um, and we train young athletes. And we're actually launching that this week. So anybody at home who's looking to improve their game, uh, EliteAthletesTV.com. But as a young quarterback, the hardest thing to do is to come into a game as a backup. And it's maybe the toughest thing in sports because you're not playing at game speed. Everybody else is at game speed, and it makes it really tough. But once you move into taking starter snaps during the week, you need to become a starter. Um, it just makes it way harder with an offensive line 
who can't really get the run game going and doesn't protect well in the pass. You know, last week versus Oregon State, Cal gave up nine sacks. Some of those were on the offensive line, some of the running backs, and a couple of them on the quarterback for moving into pressure. But when you have that going on back there as a quarterback who's just stepping in to fill a role, it just makes it really tough. Mike Pulaski is with us, a color analyst for the Cal broadcast here on 97.5 and, uh, and 1280 The Zone. Mike, uh, talk a little bit about um, uh, the linebacker, Evan Weaver, and I'm just pulling up his stats now. I mean, 15 total tackles a game, 105 total tackles already on the season. Is this kid as special as his uh, stats would indicate? He really is. He's a player that believes that he is going to make the play on every single snap. Uh, when you watch him play, he just plays the ferocity. And I go back to, uh, all the way back to Steve Entman, if you guys remember him. As a defensive lineman, Entman literally thought he was going to make every play. And he had the highest motor that I had ever seen at that position. He just never quit. You, you know, some guys will jog when they're on the backside of a play. Some guys will kind of take it off. Evan Weaver never takes it off. He is always going 100%. He always thinks he's going to get it on the tackle. And obviously with 105, he's gotten in on a bunch of them. Uh, they use him off the edge as a pass rusher sometimes. They use him on a dog, as a dog in the middle, you know, as a blitzer. Um, they kind of move him all over the field, but he can run sideline to sideline and he can cover. And so he kind of has all the tools that you need at that linebacker position. But the mentality to me is the top thing that he can, you know, that he has, that he possesses. And that, that's the, you know, the ability to think that he's going to make every single play on the field. So Monster went out the other day in the, and against Oregon State, and they brought in that freshman from Arizona at quarterback. What's going to happen, do you think? Well, I don't know. Uh, Spencer Brash is a freshman that you're talking about. He is a talented yeah. player, uh, had you know huge numbers down in Arizona. Uh, I, I'm not sure whether Monster is back this week or not. It's a day-by-day thing. Um, if he's not, then you know it's next guy up. You have to have the next man up mentality at that quarterback position. I know Spencer has all the tools to be a really good quarterback. Um, it's a tough situation to come into. Like I said, protection has not been spectacular for the Bears this year, <laughs> and especially going in against a Utah team that's so good. I mean, you, I watch Utah on film, and I think that they are probably the only team in the Pac-12 that has a chance to compete in the national football championship level in terms of skill, in terms of toughness, in terms of size, and in terms of tenacity. I think Utah is probably the only team from our conference this year that, that could compete at that level. And so for a freshman quarterback to step in and to play against you know that kind of football team, it makes it tough. Mike, what has Cal figured out against the Huskies these past two years? <laughs> that, that's an excellent question. Uh, this year, uh, the Huskies tried to play man up, you know, tried to go straight man. The Bears won some contested balls in that game. Uh, they really they put together two drives at the right time, uh, much like Oregon State did against Cal last week. Just two drives at the right time that helped them win it. I think the defense has performed exceptionally well uh, last three years, really, against Washington. And so I think that's been a huge part of it. Um, but they've been fortunate to put together the drives they needed to when they needed to put them together. Uh, but they do have something for Washington every time they play them, and they seem to play extremely well. I think part of it is Weaver is from Washington, and he has a chip on his shoulder every time he goes against the dogs. 
So going forward against the Utes, I mean, obviously you, a former Cal player, and doing the work for them, I'm sure you want them to win. We understand that. But how much of a legitimate chance do you give them of actually doing it? <laughs> well, that's an excellent question. Uh, the, you know, as I said, I have absolute respect for Utah. I think they are an exceptional college football team this year. Uh, I think what Coach Whittingham's done is put together a really good defensive-minded team. I think the huge difference for Utah this year, when you watch them on film, is Hunley is really playing the position at quarterback. I mean, he is he is been really good. Zach Moss has been really good. So they have a one-two punch in a running game uh, and a quarterback that's playing at a high level. Offensively, that offensive line is really strong up front. Uh, and they have receivers. I thought receiver was one spot where Utah uh, was not at the top of their game the last couple of years, but I think their guys right. can make plays now. And I think they're Pac-12 yeah. guys all the way. And so they, they've really made created a fully – well-rounded team. You know, I know Andy Ludwig, he used to be an offensive coordinator at Cal. He's a really good coordinator. Uh, so I think they've, they've kind of put together the whole package. So it, it would be uh, – they would have to play great defense. The Bears would have to play great defense coming in this week uh, to, to give themselves a chance. And they'd have to find something. If Modster's healthy, find something in the quick game uh, or find some, some, some way to move the pocket against that pass rush in Utah. Um, or if it's the freshman, then they're going to have to find a way uh, to get it done with him. But, you know, one thing about the freshman, Spencer Brash, is he gets the ball out quickly. He has a really nice release. He has good arm talent. He gets the ball out quick. So if it is him, then that gives him a chance in the quick game. It gives him a chance if they do move the pocket. Uh, you know, when you're trying to avoid pressure, you've got to get the ball out quick. And so he gives him a chance there. But does the experience, you know, hurt him? Against a team like this, it can be tough. Mike, there's no doubt that uh, certain coaching philosophies work better some places than others. And when Cal decided to go from or, or to move on from Sonny Dykes, I found it really interesting that they went from a really unique offensive-based uh, you know, philosophy to Wilcox, who's, who's more hard-nosed defense, and we've certainly seen that impact. Is that philosophy a good fit for Cal and what that they can do at a prog- as a program? I think it can be. I, you know, I think if you have a defensive coach who's open to having, you know, great offense as well. And, and I thought, quite honestly, when, when Justin came in, I, I thought, and I still think, Bo Baldwin was a really good hire. Guy who had had incredible success at the FCS level with offense, an offensive-minded guy. They just haven't had the personnel on that side. When, you know, when, when Sonny left, there wasn't a single tight end on campus. He didn't run him in a system. He didn't use him. And so they didn't have one. They didn't have a fullback. And so, you know, you had to get some personnel in. Also, when Sonny took off, five receivers left the program, either academics, personal reasons, or transferred out for another school. And so there was a lot of changeover in the offensive side of the ball. The defense stayed mainly intact. And so it was easier for Justin um, and for the defensive staff to come in and have success right away. And Justin put together a phenomenal defensive staff as well. But I think it's been harder personnel-wise on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that, you know, with all the injuries this year, personnel has just been, quite honestly, a flaming dumpster fire because you're just trying to find guys to fill into those gaps. And when you have that many injuries, uh, you know, and you don't have the depth to start with, then it just it makes it incredibly difficult to be successful on the offensive side of the ball. But So kind of long answer short, I think they can have offensive success under Justin. I don't think he's just a defense-only guy. 
I just think they haven't had the personnel to make that happen yet. So he clearly had had some momentum since taking over for Sonny. And even this year, you know, 4-0 nationally ranked. I think at one point uh, they might have been the highest ranked team in the conference. I don't remember that for sure. But they, they, they were up, up there. there. I don't know if they were the highest. Yeah. I think Oregon was still yeah. ahead of them, but they were, the, they were okay. high. So it's clear Wilcox has built some momentum. Now this season you look at their schedule and maybe that last game against UCLA. Because Stanford is always you never know what's going to happen there. Uh, right. You wonder where the wins are going to come from. So the season could get away from them through these injuries, as you say. Do you think it will put a blow, make a blow into their recruiting, or can he still keep the momentum going? Well, I think they've recruited really well, and they've got some really big-time commits. And so I think that they're going to continue to grow, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They've got some really talented defensive guys, and there's no reason that, that a defensive guy wouldn't want to come to Cal now. This coaching yeah. staff is truly exceptional. And so I, I think they're going to do fine on the defensive side of the ball. I think the offensive guys, the, the guys that you need to get at Cal anyway, are the guys that believe that they are going to be the difference maker. And I don't just mean that they think they're good football players. I mean, at Cal, uh, just the whole environment, you want guys who think that they are individually going to be the difference maker. And so if you recruit those kind of guys and they commit, they're going to stay with their commitments. And so it, it's, not, it's not a school where – you bring in guys who kind of waffle and waver and, you know, think, oh, I'll just kind of go there. You'd have to be committed to, to commit to Cal to know that you, that's where you're going. Um, and so when you have that kind of player, then you tend to keep them in the recruiting side. And if you don't keep them, then it's probably not the guy that you want in the first place because kids at Cal have to compete both, you know, on the field athletically but academically as well. And so the kid who has – kind of that mentality of I'm going to win at everything that's the kid that you need to bring in Mike thank you very very much as always for all the insight and it should be a fun one up on the hill on Saturday absolutely pleasure to talk to you guys again I'll just throw it out there again any young you know parent of a young athlete or young athletes out there if you're looking to improve at your game uh, eliteathletestv.com will be launching this week so you guys should go check it out awesome thanks Mike thanks gentlemen Mike Pulaski, Cal analyst and, of course, uh, former Cal quarterback.